Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I am Zaltor the Merciless with another episode of Top Stories for you at the show in which I... Zaltor the Merciless, raid the Bugles archive for classic moments from history over the last 15 years. With Britain facing more austerity and a long recession here in 2022, let's go back to issue 164 of the Bugle, which, as well as being titled Ich bin ein Hulkamaniac, focused on the 2011 London riots. Top story this week, greatest week in the UK ever, reports Window Repairers Monthly. <laughs> Andy, Britain really put itself in the shop window for tourism this week before throwing a brick through that shop window and stealing anything of value inside it. <laughs> it was it was quite nostalgic for me, watching the news, seeing so many streets and buildings that I used to know. Um, they were a little bit more on fire than I remembered them being when I was living in London, but the memory can play tricks on you. Maybe I'm romanticising it by not picturing it in flames. <laughs> the UK has seen a week of rioting, and for the first time in a long time, it had absolutely nothing to do with sport. <laughs> the spark that uh, ignited this mayhem was the killing of a young black man in Tottenham by police. The police initially seemed to claim that he had shot at them uh, before seemingly taking that back and saying that he had looked at them instead. But those two gestures are very easy to mistake with each other, Andy, and let's admit they're both bad. Uh, but what initially began as a protest of that incident quickly became something else, that being the perfect synthesis of social dissatisfaction combined with the profound British love for smashing things. <laughs> we love smashing things, Andy. We're like the Greeks with plates. Except instead of smashing plates, we like to smash small businesses whose owners have worked hard for years to build <laughs> them up and which provide essential services to communities. They make a much more satisfying sound when you smash them. <laughs> 
Well, this week has showed Britain veering wildly between its atrocious worst and its blitz-spirity best, swinging from one to the other like an indecisive transsexual at a water-drinking contest <laughs> trying to decide which <laughs> toilet to use. And, um... I guess it's the love of free things that has proved to be Britain's Achilles mm -hmm. head in this, uh, this incident. <laughs> and, um, I don't know, I just, there's been a lot of debate, John, as to, uh, you know, as to what has caused this. And, um, I've thought about this, uh, I've right. thought about this quite a lot, particularly as the latest news has come through that uh, President Assad of Syria has called for calm on the streets of London. <laughs> Colonel Gaddafi said David Cameron should, should resign, but he is open to a solution whereby Cameron is allowed to stay in the UK. <laughs> and the Queen has been on the roof of Buckingham Palace, quote, prepared to duke it out with any f***er who wants it. So, um, <laughs> and uh, also the government of, the, of Sierra Leone have offered to send 10,000 troops to restore order to the streets of Battersea. So, um, it's been tough times, but it's a lot of, you've got to think about what has caused this. And I guess to understand this, John, we have to try and understand the thought processes of the looters as they were looting. And I guess what they were right. thinking was, oh, look at all that looting. I wonder if I should join in. There are a number of factors urging me to do so. I feel a sense of social alienation, as if people like me have been abandoned by mainstream society as the unwanted dregs of a skewed and unfair system. I feel a lack of hope. There are few jobs, even fewer good jobs. I just can't see the opportunity to escape from the cycle of poverty, broken homes and broken communities around me, from generations of decline and neglect. Let down by the states, let down by my family, let down by a pitiless capitalist system which has scant regard for the unfortunate. I feel disenfranchised by a political system and class that fails to engage or represent me. And when I see the excesses and unbridled acquisitiveness at the top of the economic food chain, the corruption and self-interest in my nation's media and politics, I feel even more abandoned by a nation not of my making. Adding all that up and seeing the opportunity for some seriously cut price bargains, well, no price bargains, well, I still don't really feel like looting. Oh, hang on, I've just remembered. I'm a <laughs> Count me in. Count me in. I knew there was a crucial ingredient missing there. I'd clean forgotten I was a lawless basilic I have the brain of a gnat who's just re retired from an overlong career in gnat boxing. I have the soul of an unusually prickish hyena. I'll put my looting kit on and I will get busy. <laughs> well, you're right, Andy. I mean, it wasn't clear exactly what the widespread protests were about, or really if they were protests at all. You know, I had a similar thought process. You know, were they protests at the police treatment of young people? Were they protests at the savagery of government's austerity measures? Were they a group of arseholes running amok and breaking things in a pure expression of uncomplicated assholery? Or, and here's the outside chance, Andy, <laughs> were they in fact young people celebrating the news that the UK had managed to keep its AAA bond rating. <laughs> it could be. It could be that last one, Andy, because America lost its AAA rating this week due to not deciding to impose community-destroying cuts quite yet. And this is the prize for keeping a AAA rating in the current climate. Thousands of proud youths taking to the streets to celebrate the fact that, in lieu of a future, they instead get to live in a country that Standard & Poor's has given the full AAA rating for loans. <laughs> Hooligans should be thrilled about this, Andy. They should be charting, AAA, AAA. I'm sure those youths would have been beaming with pride if you could have seen their faces through the smoke and the scarves over them. <laughs> There's been a lot of debates now about the, the government's cuts programme and whether this is going to aggravate the situation. Should the police funding be cut? 
Uh, maybe it should be cut completely. I think if history has shown one thing, it is that Britain is a law-abiding country that can regulate itself. <laughs> and, you know, the funding for fire brigades, I guess we could just, you know, appeal to British fire's sense of British fair play and ask them to burn 20% mm -hmm. less hotly due to 20% yep. less funding. Uh, it was interesting also, John, that the riots seemed to pretty much come to a complete halt when it rained. And... <laughs> Uh, looters have been complaining. They knew this was going to be a problem, and uh, the British Society of Looters and Vagabonds has said that Britain must invest in retractable roofs over all <laughs> British urban spaces. Otherwise, we are going to fall down the international yeah. looting table. And that's, uh, you know, we can't have that. We can't have that. The, the, the British government has certainly baked the perfect recipe for social meltdown like this. In Tottenham, they cut youth services budget by around 75%, while at the same time cutting the police budget as well. So they very cleverly increased the chance of something like this happening, while decreasing the chance of being able to effectively deal with it. And that's a very delicate recipe for social calm, and it's difficult to pull off without burning a few buildings. And I'm not saying that this government does not have the culinary skills to serve a successful community with that recipe, I'm just saying that a few of our cities are undeniably looking a little charred around the edges. <laughs> well, I think this is a great triumph for the government, John, because uh, we've seen uh, uh, people mobilising with their brooms to clear up the mess. We've seen uh, Turkish shopkeepers defending their own properties and their communities. John, this is big society in operation, and the government have promoted this by dealing with the crisis f***ing incompetently. <laughs> so they've deliberately governed in a dangerously laissez-faire manner to show the people that government is now so ineffectual that they think, oh, f*** it, let's just do it ourselves. This is how to get the British public behind big society. It hasn't worked until now. Now the government has shown the British public they have no choice. Their manifesto pledges are going to materialise of their own free will. It is an act of political genius. It's, it's visionary leadership, Andy. It might look like it's not there, but it is. The, there have been some criticisms, as you mentioned, over how this clusterfuffle has been handled by the government. <laughs> nice word, John. And, thank you very much. Uh, it didn't help that they were almost all the politicians on holiday uh, when the initial writing began, and the amount of time it took them to come back from holiday didn't help at all. You really got the sense that the Mayor of London, Boris Johnson, was on a beach somewhere, listening to the news on the radio, then looking at his drink in a pineapple with 14 umbrellas in it, then looking back to the radio, then back to his drink, <laughs> and then slowly, while checking around him that no one was watching, hurling the radio into the water <laughs> and saying to himself, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine, it'll blow over. <laughs> Much like that parasailer is blowing over the crystal clear ocean now. Excuse me, can I get another of these pineapple-y things? <laughs> Home Secretary Theresa May, she returned from holiday early as well to uh, uh, say that the protests over Mark Duggan's death were, and I quote, no excuse for thuggery. And to drive this point home, she then lifted her shirt to reveal a tattoo all the way across her stomach. It was an exact replica of Tupac Shakur's Thug Life tattoo, but she had a line drawn through those words. <laughs> and I think that really showed the kind of zero tolerance to thuggery that she was talking about. Uh, meanwhile, Boris Johnson initially refused to return, saying that he was staying on top of things from holiday, before saying, seriously, these things are delicious. There's no way I couldn't have a third one, is there? <laughs> Thank you for listening to what now seems like a blast of idealistic nostalgia. For more information on The Bugle and other podcasts in our stable, go to thebuglepodcast.com where you can also join our voluntary subscription scheme. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.